Welcome to another episode of Lucrative Lessons with your boy Kyle Barger from Columbus, Ohio. What's up, guys? It's Trey Spiller from Denver, Colorado. Awesome. And on today's episode, we want to talk about stop asking for permission. So Trey's got a really cool story about kind of how he discovered the idea of entrepreneurship. But but more or less, guys, so many folks think I need permission to go off on my own. I need permission to create. I need permission to to go after the life that I want. There's this set rat race that I have to participate in for, you know, go to high school, then to college, then you go work for somebody else and you spend 40 years working your way up and you provide for your family and you can only have babies after you're married and this is how you have to do this. And, you know, there's a million ways to live your life. And I think some of the most successful people realize that they can kind of break that mold. So Trey, lay it on us. What's your uh, great story here? Yeah, Kyle, that's a it's a really good point that you bring up. Um, I, I was really, I, I think I always instilled with entrepreneurship in me um, just early on uh, when I was in high school and stuff, just doing little side hustles, side gigs, things like that. But uh, what really spurred, I guess, understanding what entrepreneurship was and really understanding that there's different ways to make money was really, I was forced into it. Um, my wife and I found out that we were pregnant and I was working the corporate day job, just kind of making ends meet. And, uh, and I really figured that, Oh, I'm in trouble here. I got to figure out how to do it. Um, so I ended up, uh, applying to be a janitor, um, at a hockey rink right down the street. I, I played hockey for a long time. I, I played a little bit in college, a little bit in juniors and stuff. Um, I was I was decent at best. Um, so what really happened is I was like, oh, I want to get back in the hockey world. And I saw a job posted there because I had to make extra money, right? And I think that's what spurred me is I have to figure out how to make extra money. Um, I went up there and inevitably um, handed them my resume. It had a little bit of hockey stuff on there. They're like, uh, it was one of these Russian guys that I was dealing with, uh, Vasily, great, great guy that I met. Um, and he told me, he's like, well, why don't you just do your own thing and just become a coach here? And it all kind of spurred me from that moment on that, well, I have a skill set. I have a unique skill set, um, whether I realized it or not. And I didn't, but what happened from there is I like, I can make extra money doing things that I enjoy doing for one, being a hockey coach. And then I can still do my day job during the day just to make ends meet. And then once I get good enough at it, after about three years, I was doing that full time. Right. And that was really my first entrepreneurial gig that I had. Uh, and I started even pairing that with what I do now as a software developer and a software consulting firm. So I figured out different ways of making money because I realized I had a skill set um, that, that I never tapped into. So a lot of times, if you think back to your early childhood or something that you did in college, something you did in high school that you're very good at, sometimes just setting it up or meeting the right person and just being uh, vocal about things that you may be decent at, uh, there's opportunity out there. Um, and that's kind of how I fell really ass backwards into uh, entrepreneurship, uh, really by forceful design of getting pregnant with my now my oldest, uh, Owen. And uh, it, it was 
a really a blessing in disguise. I, I would have never found it if uh, if we'd never got pregnant. So um, you know, I, I'm pretty fortunate to to have that gift. But but I mean, that's such a cool paradigm shift for you, right? Like you went from saying, "Hey, uh, you guys have a four you know help wanted sign at, for a janitor," so you're like, <laughs> "Hey, I, I could use some extra money. I'm going to apply." Yeah. And the guy looks at your resume and says what do you mean, man? Like, why don't you come coach hockey? Like there's so much more you could be doing. And you're like, well, I guess that never really dawned on me. So, and and I feel like that's the case for so many people. They don't realize like, Oh, like I could just go do that. Like, yeah, man. Like we live in such a beautiful world and society. Like we have access to information that like, you don't need permission to, to go pursue your dream or to be successful. Like, you know, we started make a day with the idea of like, Hey, we want to feed the homeless. And then my cousin and I put our heads together and he had a food truck. And I said, you know, why don't we do this on a bigger scale? So we just, we, we partnered up with like a local meadery who let us use their parking lot. And we just set up the food truck and we fed as many homeless people as we, as we could. And we didn't need permission to do that. Like we just needed like somebody to give us the opportunity to do it. And that's really changed my perspective where like, instead of like trying to find the right opportunity or waiting for the right time, it's like, just go create it. Just like go, Find, go create your ability to, to do what you want. And like, if you can't find a charity to get behind, go start one. Like if you can't find a job that really piques your interest, like go create a position somewhere, like just find a way to add value to somebody else and, and you can carve out your own niche. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, how, how did you end up um, getting into what you're doing now with the, uh, the commodity trading? Yeah. So I mean, again, I worked for somebody else for 10 years and they taught me everything I knew about this. And I got the bug for owning my own business when I started the gym. And when I worked at the gym, I was up at 4 a.m. to coach morning classes. I'd come work out on my own at lunch. I'd be back there after work. And most people are like, dude, that's a miserable life. Like, that sounds horrible. I'm like, no, like that doesn't feel like work to me. Like, this is this is what life's all about. Like I make $0 owning this gym, but I am loving what I do. So when I had that huge transition in my life where I I quit my career of 10 years, I sold the gym, my wife's pregnant, we're moving home, like basically just throwing it all to the wind. I sat down and I said, you know what? I want to start my own business. I know that I want to work for myself but there are four things that I absolutely have to have. And I had to reverse engineer what that business was. And it took a lot of time and talking to people 10 times smarter than me who were mentors of mine. And they ultimately said, Kyle, why would you work in an industry for 10 years and then throw it all away? Exactly like Vasily told you at the hockey rink. He said, Trey, you have all this experience. Like, why would you be like sweeping the floors when you could be a really good hockey coach? And thank mm-hmm. God he said that to you, right? Because then you're yeah. like, hey, you know, I guess I am pretty good at this. Like, I, I would really enjoy doing this. And, and for me, I was lucky where that spawned into this beautiful business model that, like, nobody else seems to be doing in our business. And we managed uh, over $350 million in the last two years. We have now traded over a million tons of steel. And we have brought in revenues of over $2 million uh, of profit for our people. Like, dude, I went from a gym that we made like 14,000 bucks a year. (laughs) Again, like you don't need permission to do this stuff. You just have to have an idea and and pursue it. 
Yeah, I uh, I wish I had some stats like that. I think I shot about a million pucks at the kids that uh, that I was playing with. But um, I, I know it's a, definitely a life passion that uh, you know it got me. It actually got me to where I am today. You know, uh, by forcefully getting me there. But if I didn't meet uh, the one guy that I was coaching with that got me into where I started at uh, KPMG, um, which stemmed from me starting to coach. Right, it, it all kind of leads to a to itself, but, um, either by forceful design or if you just have something that you're good at, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say it enough to just go, go give it a shot. So again, I got lucky, uh, and I know other people are out there going to get lucky, but, uh, Kyle, I think you had it by design this whole time. So <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but it's, uh, it's impressive. Nah, man, look, it, honestly, it, it's, it's the reverse engineer, right? Like, so I, I think when a lot of people can change their mindset of, you know, lose the excuse, quit trying to think you have to wait for the right opportunity. You have to have enough money in the bank. You have to meet the right business partner. You need to come up with the perfect idea. Dude, it's like this podcast, you know, our first three episodes were like, Oh no, they gotta be perfect before we can release it. It's like, man, who cares about that? Yeah. Like just, just throw it out there. Who cares if anyone even listens to it? Like, let's just keep creating more content, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just keep creating. We're going to get better at this. Same thing with a lot of these businesses, right? Like that gym, <laughs> At that point, I was smart enough to at least have another job where I didn't need it to put food on the table. But holy crap, that was like my MBA. Like I learned, uh, you know, from a lot of failures on how to do certain things the right way and, and what works and what doesn't and working with other people and different business models that allowed me at my next crack at this thing to finally say, okay, here's what I need to be successful. Here's what I need to be happy. How do I go achieve that? Just reverse engineer it. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I can't. The excuses drive me crazy. I mean, this is going to be my little soapbox here, but if you ever have an excuse, I mean, you better get rid of it quick if you ever want to be an entrepreneur. I, I was uh, speaking with my wife today. Hopefully, she's not listening right now. But um, uh, <laughs> the idea was uh, we're building a website. She said, "I don't know how to do this," and it drives me crazy when people say that. And uh, I love her to death, but she'll say, "I don't know how to do this," and don't. Uh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you cannot have that uh, vocabulary. Um, I don't know about you, Kyle, but if, if no. anyone ever says that it's, it makes my skin crawl, um, because Man, we live in a that's world, like my yeah, we live in a world of Google and Bing and Yahoo and all that stuff. So if you can't figure it out, then you're not trying hard enough. <sighs> For sure. That, that's like my first speed bump when I talk to people. Like people will say, hey, man, like how did you do it? Like I want to do that too. Like I want to go work for myself. And you just challenge them. And, and, and then when you start hearing the excuses, then you instantly know it's like, all right, you're not there yet. And like as much as I want to help everybody like go achieve like whatever it is they want to do and make as much money as they want to make and, and live whatever lifestyle they want to live, at the end of the day, you're right. You got to ditch those excuses because – 90% of the time, the only person holding you back is yourself and it's your mindset. Yep. And you thinking, hey, ah, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough time to do this. Man, you can make whatever you want work. And especially with the gym, like we heard it all the time. Ah, I don't have time to work out. I got kids. Ah, work's killing me. Brother, if you want, if your health and fitness is important to you, you'll find an hour a day to work out. You'll find 20 minutes to work out. You'll find 30 minutes, like get up earlier, quit sleeping. Like instead of going out for lunch for an hour, like go for a walk. Like there are a million ways to do this if it's important to you. And the people who are fit are the people who make time for it. The people who are successful are the people who make time for it. The people who are good parents are the people who make time for it. You can't say it any better. I uh, I try to make excuses for it, and then it just I I uh, bug myself saying it. And I'm like, oh man, why am I uh, getting out of shape? <laughs> it's uh, there's if you want it bad enough, you can have it. There's there's no doubt about it. So if you're ever thinking sure. uh, excuses, get it out of your head. 
Yeah, ditch the excuse. Uh, you don't need permission. Again, that, that's the whole point of this episode is whatever is important to you, whatever you want to create, just just start, right? Just go create content. Go go start a movement. Like Again, we started the Make a Day charity, which is designed to feed, pamper, cater, love the homeless by me and my cousin eating at Chipotle and buying extra burritos to pass out. And it was that simple. We said, hey, we want to do a good deed today. We, we bought these two guys burritos. One of them we sat and chatted with for three hours and just learned his story. And we said, you know what? A burrito is not good enough. Let's take this dude to Kroger's. He had colon cancer, so we bought him some Depends. We fixed his backpack. We put a bunch of new clothes in there. We put canned food in there. Uh, gave him the shoes off of our feet. We went to the uh, park and we were passing out uh, sunflower seeds of the squirrels. And we were like, you know what? We can do this on a regular basis. We can do this for not just one guy, for a hundred men and women. Mm -hmm. And the coolest thing about that is like everyone seems so like perplexed by like, oh my God, how like how'd you guys it's like, what do you mean? How did we do it? Like you just do it. Like, you know, be about it. Like don't talk about it. That's amazing. An amazing story. And uh, this is so cliche, but the best things in life are free. And uh, we, we talk about money on here a lot and we talk about how to be successful. But honestly, the, some of the most successful people that I know, not financially, but you know, truly happy people, I mean, they do a lot of stuff like uh, what you're doing at Make a Day Foundation. It's it's absolutely incredible to to help people out like that. And it costs you nothing. I, I mean, literally, it's all through donation. I mean, it costs you time, maybe, uh, but you enjoy it. So I'm in, in a few yeah. bucks, but dude, I'm telling you, yeah. like – for most people, they write a check to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And for us, it was important because we have people who volunteer their time, their resources, their services to this. It's all people who want to be there. Like now we're finally starting uh, to do some fundraising and raise money because my cousin and I are paying for like a lot of the food and everything out of our own pocket. But we're, we're at the point where like you can't find an organization that can do more with the money than us because we don't have any overhead. Like we don't pay anybody. Like <laughs> yeah. our only expenses are like our cards we hand out to like tell homeless men and women about the events and like the food. So like we have all kinds of cool businesses that come and like donate. Hey, we had a bakery donate a hundred cookies. We had uh, a popsicle company make a hundred popsicles. Like it's just like you, and now you like meet these people and like they align with your mission and they want to jump on board and they want to like join what you're doing. So you know, again, it, it's just been like a really beautiful lesson on like don't you don't need permission. Just go do it. And there's going to be people that rally behind your cause, and then there's going to be people who think your cause sucks, and they're going to be you know hurdles for you. But you just gotta you know, jump over it and keep moving forward. Oh, always someone negative, always something negative. Try to get those people out of your life as soon as possible. Um, if you can, I, there's just no, um, I I'm dealing, actually struggling with that with, uh, some, some, uh, associates of mine right now. Um, and it, and it's hard to let go sometimes. It really is. Uh, you, you like them Brother, enough, but it, it, if, it's I hard. Can say, if I can yeah. say anything, if video games taught me anything, when you encounter enemies, you're going the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. So, um, you know, the problem is these people don't think they're my enemy. Oh, man, they are. So, uh, you you know, when you start to see a little bit of the success, you'll run into that a little bit of friends and family trying to, uh, to leech onto you a little bit. But, um, you know, try to avoid that at all costs. But if you surround yourself by good people, you'll be just fine. So. Yeah. And look, and that's a great statement right there. Like a lot of people say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But, (laughs) you know, if you surround yourself with negative people, people who are drains like that, that can that'll affect you in so many different ways. As opposed to if you surround yourself with people like 
my my business partner and my best friend Lewis Clough. When I sent him our first podcast, I was like kind of nervous about it. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of putting myself out there. Like, is this any good? And bless his heart, like he may not have even listened to it, but he couldn't have been more positive, more supportive. And like through the phone, I just wanted to hug him and be like, dude, this is why we're good friends. This is why we went into business together. Like you're just such a good dude. To, like just those are the type of people you want in your lives, the fountains that help give you energy, give you life. And just like, just pay attention to that. Pay attention to how you feel around yep. certain people. Yeah. Um, it's the old saying, you hang around five poor people, you'll be the sixth, right? So try to avoid, <laughs> uh, you know, doing that as much as, as much as possible. You surround yourself by the people you want to be around. Um, so um, that's a, just an old life lesson that I, I've tried to get through, but um, you know, you always live and learn. So there's no doubt about it. For sure. Well, we're getting off on tangents, but Hey, to, yeah. to bring it around full circle, Guys, you can really truly achieve whatever you put your mind to. You just got to get out of your own way, ditch the excuses, ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen if you're not going to go to jail? And if nobody's going to die, then put your head down and run through that wall and achieve whatever you want to do. Well said. All right. So guys, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Lucrative Lessons. We hope you learned something today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. If we earned your five-star review, please leave one. Helps for visibility. Also, you can check out more at LLPcast.com. All proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit, the Make-A-Day Foundation, where you can find more at makeaday.fun. We'll catch you next time.